When was the last time you changed your car's oil? Do you remember? How are you keeping track of when the oil should be changed? Or your car needs a repair, so you must book an appointment at the repair shop. How long before there is an available appointment that aligns with your schedule? Is all this driving you crazy? Yes, the pun was intended, but we have good news for you. Soon, you won't have to worry about these things, and the solution will be provided by artificial intelligence. But I envision that the, the vehicle by itself is going to try to book a slot in, 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 a, in a shop to get fixed, and it's going to tell me when is the best time to do that based on my calendar. The features AI brings to the automotive industry go far beyond the idea of a self-driving car. AI probably will uh, accelerate the, the, the customization of the driving experience, uh, but also the experience across the, the, the board from the product discovery up to the after sales. Um, and probably the, the secret sauce that many automakers and also all the stakeholders that part participate in, in the industry uh, will be how can we optimize those different components and create systems that can orchestrate the, these uh, different components or, or features just to provide that, that kind of, of, of experience. And the changes fueled by AI will impact sustainability too. With that, the whole supply chain optimization, the carbon footprint of, of, of the vehicle manufacturing and, and usage itself would be reduced. Artificial intelligence isn't just a buzzword anymore. It's the foundation of the next era of business reinvention. AI is already doing some mind-blowing stuff, like writing interview questions for podcasts and jazzing up audio recordings. It can even mimic my voice. Mi voz. Mi voz. My stimme. Ma voix. And that catchy jingle you hear, AI composed it, believe it or not. That's why at Globant, we are going all in on AI, reaching new dimensions to influence every area, industry, and business for the better. Welcome to Unscripted Tech, a Globant original podcast about the trends that are reshaping the technology landscape and how we respond to them. My name is Rebecca Reed, and I'm a digital marketing strategist at Globant. Over the next six episodes, we'll be talking with Globers about how AI is changing the game for companies across all industries. Let's dive into season three of Unscripted Tech. The automotive industry already uses artificial intelligence, but its vast amount of uses would blow Julio Verne's or Isaac Asimov's minds. It goes beyond having to keep your eyes on the road. In fact, in the future, you may not even need to own a car at all. You could use the exact car you want for each scenario you are driving in. The brands need to change the way they're thinking customers in. The model right now is about, you know, selling the product. Well, in the future, is going to be about creating experiences. It's a weekend. I want to drive a 4x4 because I'm on a mile time. It's a weekday. I just want to ride an electric vehicle to work. So AI is going to provide the brands with the knowledge to be able to start creating these experiences. Alvaro Pugals leads Globin's business hacking studio, where he helps connect businesses with technology. Manufacturers are, are thinking that the vehicles as a big software platform. Ezekiel Balducci is the digital transformation leader for OEM in South America. The automotive business is turning into technology. That would change a lot of things. Martin Espina is a subject matter expert within Globin's automotive studio. 
Today, the three of them are going to discuss the changes AI is already providing to the automotive industry, but also open the gates of imagination about changing the way we think of vehicles and even how we build cities. Hop on. To kick us off, how has AI technology transformed the automotive industry in recent years? Well, uh, I think that uh, AI is uh, a reality in our industry uh, because we can find different uh, use cases and application uh, right now uh, across the, the industry. Uh, for example, uh, many of the, the features that uh, newest vehicles uh, has uh, around the world uh, are uh, enabled by uh, AI. For example, uh, advanced driver assistance systems where AI algorithms process uh, sensor data in real time and enable features like uh, adaptive cruise control or lane keeping assistant or, or lane centering. Um, we also have some examples in the manufacturing processes where AI can boost productivity and, and efficiency. Uh, for example, in many assembly lines, you can find uh, AI robots and cobots that can automate repetitive tasks uh, and then improve the efficiency and the precision. So I think that AI is a, is a reality uh, in, in our industry. Uh, and also it will be the, the key uh, factor that accelerate the disruption that we are uh, facing in the, in the last uh, couple of years. I think what, what S is, is saying here is, or what we're trying to say here is, is kind of dismidify AI, right? It's something that we are currently using that the industry uses from uh, more than a decade uh, ago. Um, and uh, it's a tool that would leverage, ac accelerate the, the, the evolution of the automotive industry, right? Yeah, totally. I like what you guys are saying that AI is already part of the automotive industry. Uh, some of the, the activities that Essa mentioned were around how can we automate manual tasks into a digital world. But I think the next step is where it's interesting us here, thinking about uh, rethinking those kind of like manual or physical experiences, leveraging digital to reimagine them to be entirely digital from the set off. And how can AI start helping us to think about, let's say, for example, you know, everybody's talking about different levels of self-driving cars. Yeah, we all know that there are there are kind of like levels of how can how can a car can be autonomous, and everybody is envisioning like the car driving entirely by itself on every road of the world. And I don't think as as users we're envisioning that same example. I'm I'm, I'm thinking it's good to have AI when in a self-driving car to re reduce the workload, like if there's a traffic jam if I had to drive my kids to the school or something like that. But really, um, you know, AI in cars is not just self-driving cars. That's, I think it's very important for us to think about the different use cases, not just the one that immediately we think about, the, the, the car driving by itself. But I, I want the car to recognize me. I want the car to, if I'm driving, it's going to be set up for myself. I'm going to, it's going to be suggesting typically the roads that I like to drive. And if and my partner or someone else is driving, the car is going to be, you know, customized. Not because I, you know, touch the bottom to to make the seat comfortable or, or turn the AC, but I'm envisioning someone that already knows me, reminds me, and every time I'm driving, kind of like it set up the car for my experience. Yeah, I, I think that the, what uh, Alvaro is, is saying is, is critical because 
right now we have a lot of examples in the car and also uh, in the car experience that are based on uh, AI. You Alvaro mentioned that uh, we have some kind of autonomous driving, but we have uh, some autonomous features such as self-park uh, assistance that is present in many vehicles around the world. So that is a, a feature that's that AI uh, enable the the uh, way to to implement and and to uh, exist, but that is a a, a component that if it's a standalone, it it doesn't create uh, an an impact in the customer experience or driving experience. I think that the the possibilities that we have with AI in the future is to connect different components uh, or different features uh, in a different way. Uh, where you can interact with the car and also with the environment uh, just to provide an, an holistic uh, customer experience based or boost by by uh, AI. Yeah. Definitely. And I think kind of like one small subject that we need to raise when we were talking about AI, automotive industry, is about you know responsibility and, and the limitations current technology has and the possibilities it's going to have in the future. Because... We all Im imagine this case that the car is driving by itself, but you know you need to think about who is who is liable, who is responsible for driving the car. Is the software? Am I? So I think it's very important for us to really understand what is the best way we could leverage AI for driving, for my experience, and not just imagining you know the the picture we all have on the mind of the car just driving myself to somewhere. Okay, I, I love that idea, but um, what do you think, guys? Of where what, what we just said is where what we have AI and uh, trying to smidify AI, but what do you think of AI's going? What is the next step for AI in, in automotive business? I think that that AI will impact and accelerate uh, a massive customization uh, in the industry. Uh, I think that the vehicle of the future and, and the vehicle of, of the present in many uh, countries, uh, the vehicle is connected. It can interact with with the environment. It can interact with other vehicles. It can share and receive uh, data, updates, etc. The vehicle is electric, uh, and the vehicle is, is autonomous. So I think that AI probably will uh, accelerate the 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 customization of the of the driving experience, uh, but also the experience across the 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 board from the product discovery up to the after sales. Um, and probably the the secret sauce that many automakers and also all the stakeholders that part participate in, in the industry uh, will be how can we optimize those different components and create systems that can orchestrate the, these uh, different components or, or features just to provide that that kind of, of, of experience. And but at the end, to surprise uh, our customers, I think that that will be one of the of the key things here. I I, I love that idea. Uh, I love the idea you mentioned in uh, after sales. You know, I, I think that's a great example of ambition in AI in the future. In a way, you know, predictive maintenance of the vehicle. So so instead of the model that we're using right now, which is a bit more reactive, you know, if something goes wrong, I need to fix the car. Um, we're thinking on a model of the car. It's going to be predict itself when it feels, you know. It needs something needs to be changed or maintenance needs to be done. So it's not only the car, the vehicle is going to be recommending when you need to do the maintenance, but I envision that 
that the vehicle by itself is going to try to book a slot in, 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 in a shop to get fixed. And it's going to tell me when is the best time to do that based on my calendar, because I'm assuming it's going to have access to all my calendar. So he's going to be knowing that I drive my kids in the morning. So the car is not going to set up, you know, it's not going to schedule a, a, a slot in the shop in the morning. It's going to do it in the afternoon when I'm at the office, for example. So I envision AI, you know, improving not only um, the driving experience, but the ownership experience, you know, changing dramatically when the car needs to get maintenance. I'm thinking about selling the car. Like, can the car sell by itself, right? <laughs> I'm going further into the future, I'm thinking. But envisioning how can AI really ex uh, in improve that not only driving experience, but well, as well the ownership experience. What we're seeing here is that maybe the role of the brands and the car manufacturers could, could completely change, right? Yeah, um, for sure. I think for an example that that in the future we probably uh, we have in, in many places is, as I previously said, the, the vehicle is connected. With AI, vehicle will learn which are the, 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 the preferences of its driver. And I think that it's not crazy that that preferences could be shared between vehicles. So for example, uh, and, and I think that this is important mainly on, on new ownership models, such as car sharing or, or subscription models, where you drive different cars uh, considering your driving uh, needs. You probably have your same uh, configuration in terms of uh, you know, climate control or, or sound system or, or the, the horsepower that, that you probably need uh, for for your car, between different cars, different makes, different models, and and probably uh, AI will help to uh, reach that that state. Uh, so I think that that the possibilities are are endless. And and as I said previously, the the main role here for all the stakeholders that are participating in the industry is to orchestrate those components. I probably uh, work in a more uh, collab collaborative way. Uh, I think that the collaboration will be critical to create the best use cases and the best applications uh, that, based on the AI, provide the, the analytic customer experience for for the customer. Okay, so based based in in AI, we could like deep dive in in those business models, right? Because we could customize what the customer. Repeating myself, but what a customer needs. Maybe it's mobility as a service. Maybe it's a car sharing. Maybe our subscription models, and or even a combination of those. Right? Yeah, I think I think you you just touched on a, on a very interesting subject on how AI is going to shift the, the business. We talk about the driving experience. We talk about the ownership experience. But as well, we need to talk about unlocking features on the car on demand. So let's say, for example, I'm driving the car. It's winter, and I want to have a feature to hit my the seat or hit the the wheel. Um, so you you I'm envisioning where you can unlock those features based as you want to use them. But once you, you don't want to use them because now it's hot and it's summer, uh, you're not gonna be you're gonna be able to unsubscribe from certain features of the car. Uh, at the same time, I'm envisioning that the brands we're talking about you know creating this ecosystem uh, experience not only for the car but for for the products or services that we interact with the car. I'm thinking about you know the, those those that orchestration um, and and what are the the, the features that it's going to enable. Sounds awesome. And uh, 
now we're talking personalization. Also, what I think is maybe you could pers- uh, you could personalize a car or maybe the, the whole experience, right? Because if, if we base on a mobility as a service or maybe in a car sharing, I could go to the beach and have a all-wheel drive vehicle there and, and go in there with a single drive, a two-wheel drive vehicle. And, uh, and that would be like opening that ecosystem where I don't only own a vehicle, but I do have the service of the vehicle that I need where I am when I when when I'm there, right? Yeah, uh, um, I fully agree with you. Uh, I think that probably the the uh, these uh, new technologies enables a different business model than can evolve from the traditional ownership model to a mobility solution. And when we think about mobility solution, is is that uh, the set the sad thing that you previously said is is you need or you will have the opportunity to have the the type of vehicle that we need for the specific use case that you are um, that you need in the time that you need Uh, and probably I think that AI will play a critical role just to understand uh, and define which are the right vehicles for the right spot Uh, where do we need to uh, place different parkings for for the pickup and the drop off for a car sharing business for example Uh, how can we learn about the customer preferences in order to improve the products and services that we are offering? Um, I think that probably in the future, uh, this kind of, of new uh, models could evolve and AI plays a critical role to build this new mobility ecosystem uh, because we are just start- starting and I think that uh, AI will help us to learn and also to provide uh, different products and services according to the customer's uh, demands. One thing that, that comes to my mind when we said customer experience is uh, the current models that we have is like we have the, the, the sales and maybe the OEMs are a little bit far away from the customer. Uh, does AI and the capacity of analyzing all that data um, makes the OEMs and the brands want to have that con- straight contact with the customer again? I think definitely what what is going to happen, you know, brands are going to be equipped with much more knowledge on on your style, your driving style, your shopping style, uh, the places that you want to go during the weekends, the places that you want to go through the weekdays. Of course, always thinking about you know privacy, security, and <clears throat> transparency for data. But that is going to you know be unlocking a, a lot of new business models because. The brands need to change the way they're thinking customers in the model right now. It is about, you know, selling the product where in the future is going to be about creating experiences. So just as Ezequiel was saying a couple of minutes ago, uh, it's a it's a weekend. I want to drive a four by four because I'm on a mile time. It's a weekday. I just want to ride an electric vehicle to work. So AI is going to provide the brands with the knowledge to be able to start creating these experiences. So it's going to dramatically change the way they think uh, about these customers and the business. Because instead of just thinking about uh, the, the entire life cycle of the customer buying you know, the vehicle, they need to start thinking about the entire life cycle of uh, our mobility needs. And our mobility needs, just as we said, is not just driving one car. It is maybe driving car A, car B tomorrow, car C. We all love our cars here, but you know, from time to time, I do want to change it. So <laughs> I am envisioning that it's going to create, you know, more experiences. So, so brands 
they will need to rethink the way they want to connect with consumers. Yeah, I think that that is critical not only for the personal use, but also is more important for the for the commercial uh, business because in the commercial business. Uh, these connected vehicles combined with real AI capabilities could improve the the or reduce the the cost of ownership of, of a fleet, improve efficiency, uh, reduce the the downtime of, of the vehicles. Different components that are critical for for a commercial business. Uh, so um, I think that OEMs now are able to be really close with their customer base because they can understand how their customers are using their vehicles, which are their main needs, and then provide different solutions, personalized solutions for each one uh, of them. I already mentioned uh, the predictive maintenance. It's a, it's, a, it's a great example that impacts not only in personal use arena, but also and mainly in the commercial uh, vehicles, but it also impacts uh, on the dealers because you probably can understand if a vehicle will need a, a, a repair, you can automatically book the space uh, in the uh, in the dealer, and then the OEM can automatically ship all the parts that are needed to repair that vehicle. So I think that 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 the change here is 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 really really important, and I think that that these new capabilities help the, the automakers, the OEMs, and also all the, the stakeholders, the dealers, the, the third-party providers, the, the logistic uh, vendors, everyone to be really, really close uh, to, the, to, the, to the customer. So in the end, what we're saying is that AI could help both, both sides of the, of the supply chain, right? Uh, the, the OEM manufacturing part and also the customer in, the, in its experience. And maybe I'm going I'm going to the branches here, but uh, with that with that the whole whole supply chain optimization, the carbon footprint of of, of the vehicle manufacturing and, and usage itself would be reduced, right? Totally. I'm I'm even going a step further. I'm thinking if if both commercial and, and private vehicles, you know, they're autonomous, it's gonna reshape the way we build cities because right now we're building cities based on I drive my car, I go. Uh, to the office, so I need somewhere to keep my car, or I'm driving from point A to point B to make certain delivery, right? Uh, now, if, if the car drive by itself, should I be parking the car, or should the car doing the time I'm not using it for my mobility needs? Could be providing mobility needs for third parties, or it could just be driving, you know, far away from the city, so we're not actually parking cars in in the middle of the town. So I'm I'm, I'm thinking it's going to reshape. The, the, the way we're thinking about cities. Ese was talking about commercial vehicles. You know, right now we have a model where, you know, the, 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 the trucks are distribution, uh, the, the goods on different distribution centers, right, on the big cities. So I'm assuming if, if we're thinking about where, you know, these commercial vehicles are going to be able to get to the destination by itself, should they stop a distribution center right now? Or we could rethink distribution centers to be different for right now. So I'm really... I'm really envisioning a place in time where we're going to be rethinking the way we we build our cities, even further where we where we live. You know, because in, in the past you you had to live close to your office, close to your school, close to your places, and you go because mobility was challenging. So I'm envisioning 
something different that is going to dramatically change the way we actually interact with uh, with the cities. Let me let me go one step further. For example, current vehicles have different uh, features or components. For example, many of oh, my vehicle has five different cameras, and my vehicle also is connected. So, why do I need a surveillance uh, system uh, in my home? If my vehicle is parked at home, it could be uh, the best surveillance system that uh, I could have. Or why do I need a mailing box? Because the vehicle could be the the, the space where when I buy anything from uh, e-commerce, the 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 all, all the segment can be uh, dropped off in in my vehicle. So I think that probably will reshape not only the industry but also the entire experience. Because I think that we with, uh, need to think the vehicles as a tool. Uh, and this uh, changed uh, everything. How we configure a city, as, as Alvaro mentioned, but also how we interact with the uh, entire ecosystem, how we interact with uh, our family, how we interact with uh, our um, shopping uh, sites, I know, everything. So uh, I think that uh, AI probably will boost uh, will boost that. I I love what you're saying because I'm I'm thinking about you know the the next big software platform. It, it could be the vehicle, right? In in the past, we used to 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 use the phone. You know, my phone was at my house. I dialed and said, "Yes, Holmes," and he answered the phone, and we could talk each other, and that was it. That was the experience. We could connect through the line. But right now, as our smartphones, you know. Our smartphone is our wallet, it's our camera, it's our calendar, it's our doctor, it's our whatever we want to be, whatever whatever experience we can build. So I'm thinking, just as I said, talk about the surveillance systems, we can think about the vehicle as another software platform. Can the vehicle be my wallet when I'm going to buy groceries, for example? Can the vehicle identify me uh, to the grocery store and just make the payment? Um, you know, understanding and I'm the one that I'm driving it. So the vehicle already has a lot of hardware built in to do kind of like a couple of things. Now we need to think about how we can build those experiences on top, um, not just as a wallet, but in the past, um, when I was young, when I took a camera in my hand, you know, you have the camera, you have the lens and you take the picture. Now the camera, you have it on your cell phone and it's only a piece of glass. You, you, you don't think the camera as the way you thought in the past, you know, this gadget that you have to hold and you have to point and shoot. Now it's just a piece of glass that I can take a picture, I can change Martin's face, I can make the color of the hair purple, and I could put an emoji, and I could share it with anyone I want real time. So why don't we think about vehicles as being that next software platform? And I guess they are. They already are uh, the, next, the next big software platform. Uh, that takes me back a bit on, on the manufacturer's role. What would be the role to understand in advance that 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 next behavior, right? Because um, they 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 should be thinking in the vehicle that the ten year, eleven year old boy will drive, right? Yeah, I, I think that that uh, manufacturers are, are thinking the the vehicles as a big software platform, and for that, the the first step is to have the right hardware. You need to to have the, the the correct parts that can interact with these uh, new uh, systems uh, with built-in uh, IoT um, uh, components 
and can interact and, and share uh, data. You need to have the right cloud platforms in order to process that uh, a massive amount of, of data. And then you need to have the correct current um, foundation models because you have the you can have the best hardware, you can have the best uh, cloud uh, platform, but if you don't use that data in a in a good way, uh, it that means nothing. So I think that that are the the foundational parts, but at the end, we probably need to to start working uh, in applications. The the the, the uh, continuing the the analogy of what uh, Alvaro mentioned when the the first uh, smartphones arrived, we probably have two or three four apps. Nowadays, uh, we have probably five, four, six billion apps uh, that can help you to take the best photos to interact with, with your, your friends and family in the best way. And probably I think that the role, not only of the automaker, the, the role of the automakers will be create the best ecosystem in order to collaborate with third party, with the other automakers, with, with all the stakeholders, uh, just to provide that new kind of, of experiences. So what what what, I, what I'm seeing is we op we open the podcast talking about the dismythification of the AI and and now we we are here talking again about limitations right it's not that uh, AI is is limitless so we do have the software component we do have the hardware component we do have the implementation component so that will lead us to a path uh, that's going forward but today we we would see limitations. And that's what I see with the industry boundaries start to vanish and that automakers are in inevitably becoming into transformation and uh, technology companies. Yeah, definitely. I think, and, and in a way you can think about, you know, right now when, when someone loves the car and loves tuning the car, you know, changing the car when it came from the factory, you know, you, you change the spoiler, you change the wheels, you change the color of the car. I think in the future, the tuners are going to be actually, you know, building the apps for the car. Uh, and, and I think that's going to be a dramatic change because right now, if you see cars, they're kind of like closed systems where each manufacturer has their own software and they don't really talk to each other. And, and, and I think the tuning in the future is going to be, well, not in the future because people are already tuning their, their cars with uh, electronic mods right now. But I'm thinking just as the phone you know, as I mentioned, when they were launched, they had only four apps. And then now we have like a gazillion apps. Um, I think, you know, what's changed is that the, the software companies that build the phones, they actually build a framework for third parties to build the apps. And I think maybe something similar should happen with the auto industry, where the industry enable whoever wants to write an app to have a new feature within my car, to be able to create it, build it, and actually market the app. Uh, through a secure, transparent, and private system um, with the consumer and the OEMs, you know, because you you do have warranty limitations. You cannot just write whatever app you want. But I I think something change it is that um, that openness for uh, OEMs to enable people to tune the car with software. And and then maybe I'm I'm seeing the the, the boundaries or the limits here, but. Um, where where the liability would be there, right? Again, and that thing it's it's one of the of the biggest 
challenges of AI within the, the this industry that we said that it's vanishing and and turning from automotive into te into technology. But I think the liability would be one of the biggest challenges that the this industry would face in the next ten years. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, I think that we probably can uh, go again to the to the example of the mobile devices. Uh, they have the same the same uh, issues where they started building third party apps, uh, and nowadays you have a framework, you have different rules. Um, I think that when we probably think this new technology uh, enables capability that when they are combined with other technologies, for example, Alvaro mentioned uh, the secure da data exchange between uh, OEMs and also between vehicles. And for example, you can use blockchain for that. And these uh, new technologies will probably enable combined with a, a correct correct uh, framework that uh, works for everyone uh, will help us to create that uh, new experiences and also evolve more rapidly. Um, I think that uh, the, the entire industry moving from the traditional OEMs to behaviors uh, more related with a software company. Uh, everyone is is, is working uh, as a tech company, uh, so. Um, probably the automotive industry will need to face the same challenges that this uh, tech uh, companies or tech industry uh, has faced in, in the past. But we have all the knowledge and also different tools that probably will help us to, to overcome that kind of challenges. I love what you're saying, and I want to make a point on all of the knowledge and the tools. You know, we, you talk about blockchain, we talk about AI. But I think something rather interesting we, we could be talking about, it is the metaverse. You know, how can the metaverse will change the way we produce or we design cars? Uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting. And, and now that you see metaverse, I, I like to, to point it as the web 3.0, as the new, where metaverse is part of it. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, blockchain where we could have the zero proof knowledge and, and open my car and only sharing that it's my car and I'm open it, or um, um, I would pay the, a toll without they know that I'm, I'm Martin. That I only pay my toll with my car, so I'm protecting all my information. And, um, and that's, that's, that's basically what, what zero proof knowledge is. Uh, also, we could say that NFTs, we, we could open a whole universe there, right? <laughs> A whole universe there, uh, where where I, I know the OEMs already are um, going very very deep into into NFTs and uh, and also the metaverse, but um, I think we we will have material for another chapter, right? With all with all that, yeah. But but, but I think that a good example that can connect uh, our chapter with with the kind of technologies. Uh, at the beginning of, of this uh, conversation, uh, we talk about the the autonomous vehicles, right? The drive by itself. So probably we need to rethink the in-car experience for that kind of passengers. And probably Metaverse could have a critical or, 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 or a key role there because if the car is driving by, by itself, what can I do when I'm traveling? Can I participate in a Metaverse 
where uh, I can work, where I can share with my family, where I can play, where I can watch a movie. Um, so I think that all the disruption that we are facing, not only in the automotive industry, but I think that in, in every industry, uh, will reshape uh, how we think the entire journey, the vehicle journey, the ownership experience, and also the, the experience that we have in the car and also with the entire ecosystem. And talk about journeys, I'm thinking, you know, one part of the journey that you left behind is designing the vehicle. So uh, right now, uh, the we, the, the consumers, you know, have some certain level of input on the design of the vehicle, right? Because the company needs to build and there's some decisions they need to take. But I'm envisioning in the future where, where you're able to ingest all, all this data from the consumers, maybe that you're going to start, you know, I don't say being part of the design, but you know your 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 knowledge or your driving style is going to be represented on the design of the next vehicle. Uh, e even just because they design one vehicle for yourself in the metaverse, so when you're in the metaverse, you're driving your own design vehicle, you know, approved by an OEM, uh, or even OEMs start taking you know consumers' feedback um, to start building those cars. And not, I know they're doing it right now, but I'm saying being part of the actual design process, seeing the different iterations of the next vehicle. So I, that's something that I could think about. It could be represented on the metaverse for consumers. That said, what, what, what I'm seeing is that AI is, is, right, is right now, but it's coming to uh, anticipate and speed up that time to market. That, that, that thing that OEMs and manufacturers uh, love to mention so much because the, the time to market of a vehicle is no, it's no longer going to be five years as it, in the past, it was 10 years. So AI rendering, 3D modeling, that reduced that to five years. And maybe with AI and data analytics and so on, it would lead to a three years or two years time to market. And that in the end would eventually come to a lot of, a lot of good things and, and, and profitable things. And also reduce the carbon, the carbon footprints, reduce the cost of a vehicle, make that vehicle affordable for more a lot of people uh, for example, today EV vehicles are very expensive, and maybe with that AI helping reduce the time to market, we could reduce the cost of a vehicle and get to a broader uh, audience, right? Yeah, let me push that concept a little bit further, because right now the time to market is really slow. When you think about that, many connected vehicles combined with AI have over-the-air updates that receive new features that can improve their performance and can uh, over the air uh, perform any maintenance or predictive maintenance to the vehicle. It's like reducing the time to market to every week, every month, every release. Uh, we what we have been talking about the vehicle design. Right now, AI is, is have a, a, a really uh, important place in the vehicle design because we can understand uh, which are the customer preferences, how are they using our products, we can combine that with some augmented reality or virtual reality simulations that can uh, uh, help us to create a vehicle. But I, by, by the end, we probably need to um, develop the right components, the, the, the hardware, the vehicle, just to then adapt that vehicle probably every week, every month, uh, I know every day because probably if I if I, I I'm going to drive the, the vehicle, it could be a different vehicle that. Uh, is my uh, wife drive uh, the vehicle later? So uh, I think that the tight to market is a is a really really good example that is will be 
really different than what we currently uh, know about. I love that because when we think about vehicles in the past, we think about this black box that you bought and you drive to different places. Well, that's it. You know, that, that, that was the vehicle you have. So even you have different mobility needs, even you are in different places and different times, you know, it was the same one until you got a new one, right? Maybe three, five, seven years. Now we're thinking about, you know, that's not going to be a black box. It's going to be a transparent box where you can be able to, hey, I'm going to I'm going to go to a track day with my friends and you're going to unlock new features from the car. But then when you are driving all with the kids, you want the car to be behaving differently. So in a way, while the exterior of the car might look the same, the interior, the features, it's going to be entirely different depending on, on the use case, the day and the time. So I envision, you know, dramatically changing the vehicle the way we, we think about as this closed system to start thinking about the vehicle as a very open and connected system, not only with myself, my neighbors, but as well with the city, just as we talked in the past, and the shops within my city. So that is going to dramatically change everything on, on the way we, we, we think about leveraging a car right now, because the typical use case is I want to go to point A to point B, and that's it. Now, the way we're thinking about this open platform it is just not going to be taking me from point A, B, and B. I could be working, I would be watching a movie, I could be doing much more things that right, that right now I might be doing, but maybe with a cell phone and not maybe with the best experience. So thinking about the car as this open system, I think it's going to change dramatically the way we see things. Yeah, and I think that this new arena challenges all the business models because we probably need to rethink the products and services that the industry uh, are developing. We probably need to, to rethink how we can create highly personalized products and services that are different for, for each customer uh, just to configure the vehicle according to their needs, uh, just to maybe uh, can access to different type of vehicle depending of if they're driving to work or if they, if they, or if they need uh, any off-road experience. So I think that it will reshape probably the entire industry. And we are uh, in a, I think that in a, in a really good place because we are transforming that industry right now. And I think that is part of, of our work. So I think that uh, I'm, I'm really, really happy to be part of, of, of this uh, enormous and massive disruption. Yeah, we are in a great point in the, in the automotive industry. We are a great point. Um, that leads me to maybe I'm repeating myself a bit, but what I said before, we are the, the automotive business is turning into technology. And, um, and that would change a lot of things. Maybe we, we talk about how robot replaced a lot of, a lot of uh, working positions, for example, for instance. And, um, what I'm saying here is we need to reshape not with, with what Essa said, we need to reshape the whole industry. We need to train new, 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 uh, engineers to do different things. It's not only going to be the manufacturing side of the car, but it's going to be, we will need software engineers. We will need design engineers. We would need rendering engineers. Uh, so it would open, uh, uh, maybe I'm, I'm going to the branches again, but it, it opens a lot of, of new jobs and, 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 um, and uh, it's, it's exciting. It's very yes. exciting. 
I think just to build on what you say, what I, what I think it's going to change is the way we interact with. Because I feel right now, uh, you know, cars are closed systems. And in the future, I'm envisioning that that's going to be just as the phones were in the past. They're going to be opened and you're going to build on top. And that building on top is going to create, you know, value for, for the user. And you're going to change the in-car experience while having the same hardware. I, th I, th I think that's the key. The hardware is going to be, of course, e each vehicle is going to have different features, the different design, uh, maybe different type of engines or range, but I'm going to be able to make that my, my own, you know, leveraging software. I think that that is the key. How can companies start thinking about being a bit more open? Uh, if you look at, we were talking about how the cell phone changed, our well, phone said, <laughs> change to be a cell phone. And one of the things that happen in the middle is that software companies build the framework for third parties to build on top of that. And I think that, you know, car companies are tech companies right now. Uh, just as we were talking about, you know, you have ADAS, you already have AI being leveraged on the vehicle. I think the next step is to make that platform open and to build an ecosystem to interact with. I think that is the key next step. Vehicles are now supercomputers, and artificial intelligence is part of the new fuel. As Alvaro, Ezekiel, and Martin mentioned, AI is already providing mobility solutions, but it's also the key to a future with autonomous cars, smart factories, and repair shops, sustainable innovations, and even new designs for our cities. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more insights on season three of Unscripted Tech, a Globant original podcast in collaboration with Posta, where we reflect on how artificial intelligence will shape our future. This podcast was produced by Guido Scolo, written by Roque Casiero, and edited by Nacho Ugarteche. Our executive producers are Luciano Banchero, Diego Del Agostino, and Juan Manuel Geraldez. Our content strategist is Georgina Portes, and I'm Rebecca Reed, marketing strategist at Globant. To learn more about how we seek reinvention, go to Globant.com and follow our show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.